Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and today we're doing something a little bit different. Today we are doing an on-air tech audit. I am so excited to share with you this real tech audit that I did with Kickstart Accounting's co-owner, Danielle Hayden. Danielle graciously accepted my invitation to expose the technology that she's using in her business so that we can find the hidden gems and where she can double down on her efforts and do that much more with the technology that she is already using or how to switch things up so that she's using technology to support her business goals that much more. So without me spending too much time before we get into the conversation with Danielle, if you are interested in a tech audit, just go to techofbusiness.com forward slash audit. That link's in the show notes, but that is the fastest and easiest way for you to get there. And if you're not quite sure if a tech audit is for you, I encourage you to download the freebie that will help you start putting the pieces in place and looking at your tech objectively. You can get that by going to techofbusiness.com forward slash impact. And that's techofbusiness.com forward slash impact because we are looking at the impact of technology in your business. So now let's get into the episode with Danielle and go through her tech audit. Danielle, welcome to the Tech of Business podcast and your on-air tech tool audit. I am so excited to have you here. Thanks, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a little bit of a peek behind the curtains as to how I love to work with my clients and why a tech tool audit makes so much sense as a starting point in our conversations and all of that. So Danielle, before we get into dissecting what tools you're using, what's working, what's not working, where you want to take things. Let's talk a little bit about what your business is and kind of what's next. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I co-own Kickstart Accounting. We are a bookkeeping service for entrepreneurs. So we really try to help our clients take their accounting understanding to the next level. So, uh, you know, we'll... uh, take on any entrepreneur who is from startup stage, just starting in business uh, up to seven figures, and we will help them get their accounting processes. So a little, a little similar there, but we'll help them understand their accounting processes, make sure everything is working together, uh, get them set up with an accounting system, and then make sure that we take bookkeeping off their plate so that they never have to worry about accounting. And then the most important part is that we send them financial statements at the end of the month and make sure that they understand their financials because I I know it's another language to most entrepreneurs. So uh, really, really excited and really passionate about being able to help uh, entrepreneurs take their business to the next level. Totally Uh, makes sense. Yeah, I I love it. Uh, So what's next? Uh, We did realize uh, we're five years in business and we realized that 
not everybody is able to commit to a monthly service. Not everybody is ready in their business or they might have a current bookkeeper that they're working with, but they still don't understand their financials. And they, they still do not understand how to take action on the, the financial information that they're getting. So we are writing a book series that walks uh, the entrepreneur through a weekly goal and then a daily actionable task to help them put together the processes behind their business so that they can become more profitable and really understand their financials and get the confidence to be able to speak about their business uh, and their, their business financials in a really sophisticated way. Well, that makes really good sense. And that's kind of a great time for us to be having this conversation because you're on the brink of something new. And some of the tech tools that you have been using to this point in your service-based one-on-one business may not translate quite as well to offering this planner and this series of um, a product. I mean, it's it's going from one-on-one services to having a massly, mass distribution of a product, hopefully, because everything's going to go well and yeah. everyone's going yeah. to be wanting your planner. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, you, you hit it on the nail because it is such a different beast. I, uh, obviously, I, I knew that because I help clients uh, <laughs> all the time, right? So I hear about the struggles uh, of, of a product-based business, but uh, I had no idea. It's really learning how to be a, a new entrepreneur all over again. <laughs> You're right. It's so different. Uh, the, the sales cycle is different. The way uh, we can communicate with people is different. And the amount of people that we have the capability of helping is so much larger, right? Because uh, it's people who are already working with another accounting firm. It's people who already have a bookkeeper. It's uh, people who are doing it on their own who aren't ready for a service. So um, we can reach so many more people too and really, really help out people all over the United States. Yeah, yeah, that makes really good sense. So let's get into the tech because I want to make sure that we are addressing the tech that you are using that is not necessarily working and things like that. So let's... Awesome. Yeah. So when someone lands on your website and they say, yes, I'm interested, what's the first action item that they take? Are they filling out a form to get on your newsletter? Are they taking a quiz? Are they setting up, sending you an email? Are they picking up the phone? What are they doing? Yeah, so... Uh, currently on Kickstarts uh, webpage, they have two options. They can reach out, which is just sending us an email uh, through our, our website portal, uh, or they can take a quiz that is, are you ready for an account? And there's about eight to 10 questions on there. It's a, it's a Google form. So the, it's, it's not very sophisticated. It's a Google form that gets emailed to me. And then from there, I email them to set up a call. Uh, so there is no automated email process that happens after they take that quiz. Okay. For, for the new profit planner, they will be able to sign up uh, and receive the first seven days of the planner. That is their, their opt-in. And then I'll collect the email addresses from there. Okay. So, okay, cool. Is your website a WordPress website, Squarespace? Like where is your website sitting? It's Squarespace right now. That's what I thought. I I remember looking at it and saying, I think this is a Squarespace site. And so I just wanted to make yeah. sure that we called out that. And then Squarespace has some integrations with a few different pieces to make it easy to get people who sign up for your freebie onto your list. Are you in process with getting that set up or haven't started? Uh, 
We have set up uh, some features within Squarespace. Um, I, I did forget about this one. You can also get a financial goal setting worksheet on, on our website. And there is an email series that gets sent if you download the financial goal setting worksheet. I'm just using the built in very wonky uh, Squarespace <laughs> email tool. <laughs> but you've got something there. And so that's, that's a success. I mean, you have yeah. to remember that everybody starts where they start and we always get to grow. I mean, it's the same thing with your clients. They, they don't necessarily know everything. They just know that they need to have a separate business bank account and personal bank account. And if that's all they did, that's better than nothing. So it's the same thing. You are right. It's the yeah, same, right. same thing. So yeah. um, I know that when we talked offline that you were using one email marketing provider and you're kind of looking at switching that up as part of all this planner stuff. Where are you at and what are you using in that regard? Yeah, so we're using MailChimp right now. Okay. Uh, we do send out a monthly newsletter via MailChimp. Um, now that is separate from the Squarespace uh, automated email that can go out when when they get the financial goal setting worksheet. So, okay, so that's not integrated yet. No, that's okay. not integrated yet. Uh, the other one that I was looking at was Active Campaign. You know me, I love Active Campaign, so <laughs> that's yeah. that's definitely a great option and. Then, so what you're going to want to have accomplished, and this is something that I normally put into the report that I provide at the end of a tech audit, but of course, since this is on the podcast, I want to make sure that I kind of fill in the circle, is I'm going to suggest that getting that page, that form set up on your Squarespace site to automatically get into an automation on active campaign would be the next right step, even before you take your existing list off of MailChimp and put that into active campaign. It, you may as well just start that, you know, wherever someone is entering, get them into the right spot and so that you're not pay, not doing work twice. You don't want yeah. you don't want to hook them up to Mailchimp and then three weeks from now switch over to Active Campaign, put it as a task, and this is exactly what I would be putting in that report is putting it as a mm -hmm. task of setting up that link from your Squarespace site into Active Campaign and creating the welcome sequence according to that inside there, and similarly with the new planner with the new way that people will be able to opt in and get that seven days that I would say if you're looking at switching go ahead and get that set up going directly to the new provider even before you do any of the back end work. That would that yeah. would be my recommendation there. Yeah. And does do you know does Active Campaign uh, sync with Squarespace? There are definitely integrations. Uh, there uh -huh. are um, inside Active Campaign they have um, they have a few different ways of getting your active campaign form on there and doing the backend integration. And if I, and I've done this with Squarespace before so that yes, you will be able to get people tagged okay. appropriately or into the right automation or the right list or however you want to set that up. Now is also a really, really great time for you to kind of, I like to white whiteboard it or paper and pen kind of what, journey someone's going to be on. As technical as I am, there is something about the tactile writing it on a fresh sheet of paper. Okay. If someone's coming in 
through the seven page planner what does that look like what do what are the possible journeys they're going to be on um, so that you can then build out the roadmaps inside your automation create the right emails create the right touch points and all that kind of stuff so that's that's something that is definitely worth doing before you start working inside the tool okay all right great yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah no I need to take note <laughs> The show notes will be fully available for you, so you'll okay. be able to access those. And as I normally do with a tech audit, I will also put this in a PDF for you so that you can have all of that stuff there. Because once I get off of a tech audit call, I do turn around with a PDF that includes kind of like the, you know, the way, the way things are now, kind of what we talked about and what I recommend is your next couple of action steps so that you awesome. actually have a trajectory. Um, I'm curious to know um, when someone is like, so we're, let's go to go back and they, you get that email from that Google form or from that direct form on your website and you, it lands in your inbox and you're like, Hey, I need to set up something with this person. What's kind of the roadmap that happens with the tech at that point? So the tech is all me right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at it. Uh, yeah, no. So I am sending the email, uh, making the call. Uh, a lot of people give me their phone number. Uh, I'll always respond back with my Calendly link, uh, ask them to schedule a call. And then uh, I do have a few uh, tools just to help me remember who to follow up with because mm -hmm. uh, I'm not using anything sophisticated as a CRM to monitor this. I'm using Boomerang within my email, okay. uh, within my Gmail. Yep. And so I, and I put down, if they do not reply, send back to my inbox within seven days, and then I'll send them another email if they don't reply, I, you know, and I just keep the cycle going every, yep. every seven days. Yeah, that is totally acceptable. I mean, like, if that is the system that works for you, then that is the system that works for you. And that's, that's really, like, if it's not broken and it doesn't need improvement to now, then put it on the, uh, on the, you know, burner to look at in three months or six months. If it's working. Well, here's the issue there. It's working, but here's the, here's the problem. I'll forget where I landed with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a good, you know, I'm, I'm numbers, right? I, I want to know all about the numbers, but I really don't know where my leads are coming from and mm -hmm. who, who is not following back up with me and why. Uh, so I've been trying to keep track of everybody within a Google doc because there are quite a few people who, um, who will respond like, Hey, I, I did send complete the form, but I'm not ready yet. I'm actually moving this week. I'll call me back in, in, in a month. Uh -huh. And so I've been trying to keep track of that in a Google doc as well. Yep. And, you know, and that that's that's means that it might be time to start using. I mean, and again, OK, active campaign, you could actually use active campaign to keep track of some of that stuff. They have a notes section in the users. So you could have this um, this list or this tag that's appropriate for your your active leads where you can actually just go in and and put tags on people and okay. you can put notes in saying follow up again on this date. Um, and there's other automations that you could do, which may or may not make sense. But, you know, if you then all of a sudden have um, all of your basic 
CRM related information in one place rather than having to worry about it being in your Google Sheet and in your Google Doc and in your Google email and making sure that Boomerang is hitting things back and remembering, oh, yeah, I forgot to email that person that, that yeah. you know you know you've got you've got some systems in place and in just a couple of weeks uh, after this episode airs I do have a conversation with a gal all about CRMs so you'll want to definitely listen to that one okay. it's coming up real right. soon so that one's going to be a good one but yeah so I'm hearing that there may be some tracking needs in inside your business that would make sense um, and for that then I go to how do you want to track people? Do you want to track them in a CRM? Do you want to track them in a Google Sheet? Do you want to track them in Active Campaign? And that would be setting it up so that if they send you an email from Squarespace, can we hook that together so that they automatically get added to that spreadsheet? Or if they fill out that Google form, is there a way to get that automatically added to a spreadsheet? And that would be something worth exploring because then it's less in your brain and it's less for you to do. You just get to go in and do the work. You don't have to do what the computers can do. Right, right. Well, and part of the problem here is that they can do more than one thing. So right now, if you say, I want to, or uh, take the quiz, it's hiring an account, right for me, then it goes to a Google form, which is easily exportable and I can keep track of them there. But if they just do contact me, then they just send me an email and then that's manual. Right. So then I have to keep track of it somewhere. Right. Uh, And, and then if they download the financial goal setting worksheet, they're getting this, they're going into Squarespace and getting the email series from Squarespace. Right. So it sounds like I might need to simplify things too and give them one option. Well, yes. One option is always good, (laughs) but if you still need to do multiple options that's where tools like Zapier come in um, where you can give three four five different ways that people can initially reach out but then on your back end it's more streamlined so it doesn't matter if they sent you an email or if they filled out a Google form you get the information in the same place no matter what that's that's kind of the idea here is making it so that you can easily see what's happening and you know and then with your planner you've got you know you've already got the you know the idea of doing a quiz for like is the planner right for you just the same as is the bookkeeper right for you and then it's a matter of okay so what happens next and making sure that that process is as streamlined and makes as much sense so that you don't have to be sitting here in six months after your planners are out and people are joining your list and getting excited and buying and all that stuff and then say but now what and that's what we're really trying to avoid is that future overwhelm by tackling some of this stuff right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I really want to make sure that I do this right for the planner because there'll be four series that come out and series one is launching launching here in May. And uh, the, the, the yeah, there'll be three other book launches or planner launches. So I really want to make sure that as people are purchasing this first planner and people are enjoying that planner that I'm able to notify them as the other planners come out. And I want to do that in the easiest uh, simplified, efficient way possible. Yeah. So how are you selling the planner? Have you figured out what online vehicle you're using to sell the planner? So the planner is actually going to have a separate website than, than 
Kickstart Accounting has. Okay. So that website is actually going through WordPress. Okay. Uh, I am going be- between uh, Shopify and WooCommerce right now and, okay. and trying to determine which one would be the best fit. And then I'm thinking about adding Active Campaign as the email provider um, yeah, with one of those, those okay. two. Okay. So yeah, I mean, those are all great questions. WooCommerce, the nice thing about it is that everything sits inside your WordPress site. And if you only have one or two items for sale, or in your case, you'll have four planners and then you know you may have you may have a one-off product here or there it's pretty easy to keep it consolidated the challenge with woocommerce is that you're again spending time in wordpress and you have to design and develop all the pages yourself whereas if you go with shopify you you, you have a store you put a name on it you put your products on it and you, you integrate it and that's it mm-hmm. there's a little there's a significantly less um manual setup but once manual setup's done, they basically operate the same, and your okay. di- and your differences really are: are you going to be paying Shopify, or are you going to be paying for the add-ons you need in WordPress? You know, in in WooCommerce, I I've done both. I think that both work. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say you have to do one or the other. I think that at this point in time, it's a little bit whatever. Um, whoever is on your team who's going to be manning this um, and running this is more comfortable with. And so that would be really my, my, my piece of advice here is really think about how easy is it to use, to maintain. And since you are the numbers gal, to be able to extract your numbers and, you know, no, you know and knowing that information yeah. is super, super important because you want to make sure that – you're not just selling, but that you are actually, you know, keeping track. You know, if you're, you've got this product that you want them to be able to purchase, you want to make sure that you know what your inventory's numbers look like. You want to make sure you understand what your, your shipping costs and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I want to be able to reach out to customers too. You know, for me, this planner is not just about selling a product and, collecting dollars from it. For me, it's Mm -hmm. really genuinely, I want to help the people out there who, who need help, right? They, they are running a business, they're growing, but they are going to stay stagnant because they don't understand their financials and they, they, they don't have the system set up to be able to be profitable. Uh, So I want to be able to reach these, these clients. I want to be able to, I want to be able to say, Hey, if you have questions, here's how you contact us. Um, join our Facebook group so that we have a community of people, uh, be able to send them tips and tricks and really be able to stay intimate with, with the, with these people. Um, so yes, I want to be able to get the numbers. I want to be able to get the reports. I want to be able to stay in touch with them. Do you, uh, one over the other, have you used the reporting behind WooCommerce and Shopify to, to know which one has a stronger reporting system? I haven't personally. I okay. have uh, basically usually I leave my clients' websites at the point when their sales are just coming in. I okay. I haven't really had to come in at, at the later point, so I don't have that information. And so I would probably do a couple of Google searches. And if I was doing the full-on tech audit with you right now, I'd probably spend a little bit of time after we're done to do a little searches and then send you the links that – um, would be of reports that I think are valuable or, you know, blog posts that I think would be valuable for you to look at. So that would be kind of the action item I would take on myself at this point. Um, 
so that I can, again, fill out that complete report for you and say, okay. hey, here's what kind of what, what the look things look like. But knowing on the setup side, I, I don't have a definitive answer for you. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah, I mean, I as much as possible, I like to keep as few systems in play as possible. So initially, I would say if you can get WooCommerce working, then do it because it's one less system that you have to be touching and in and doing anything with. Okay, great. Yeah, and then yeah, again, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> again, agree. it's the linking it from from the point of sale back into active campaign and the appropriate tagging and things like that you because you've got this product you've you're going to have a very simple streamline of tags and set you know ways to segment you'll be able to segment based on they downloaded the seven days you'll be able to segment on people who have purchased you'll be able to segment on people who have purchased the second one people who you know have joined your facebook community that may be a manual process that you want to add that tag into active campaign so that you could then keep your lists current um, making it so that you know who's in your Facebook group and who's not of your purchasers may be a very very valuable piece of information that you could do because you know maybe there's people who don't show up on Facebook but they're all about everything and so you don't want to send them hey we're going live in the group hey we're going live in the group and then they get turned off it's a, yeah. it's a nice way to, to keep the conversation relevant. I think that's a really good point as well, because in the group, we wanted to be able to share tips and tricks on, on how to, how to use the planner, how, how to take that information and take it one step further or answer any questions. And so if those people are not joining the Facebook group, they're not getting the tips and tricks. Right. So do we send it to them via email? How do we get that, you know? The biggest goal is for them to have success with the planner. So I want to make sure that we're giving them the tools for success. And so if they're not going to come into the Facebook group, how do I get them those tools for success? And so I, that you make a really, really good point about knowing who's in the group and who's not in the group. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there are ways of automating who's in the group and who's not in the group and adding tags and stuff inside Facebook. I, I'm thinking of uh, there's a paid Chrome extension called Group Funnels, which um, I think I might have an affiliate link for it, but I don't haven't ever done anything with it. <laughs> okay. But I think it's a little bit more than necessary, especially if you are um, asking questions as you know as the Facebook group moderator and you're asking questions so you know you go in maybe you say okay we're gonna approve members every Wednesday and you make it nice and simple like that because then you know your action flow is on Wednesdays you're gonna go in and look at all of the requests you're going to cross-reference them with active campaign and you're going to add the tag to all of those people you don't have to with a Facebook group and this is something I've talked about with other clients before you don't have to approve people the moment they ask set expectations it's all about setting expectations if you say it, that you're going to be approving people every Wednesday approve them every Wednesday don't worry about it on the weekend if you had 10 minutes just don't just make it part mm -hmm. of your workflow and again it's the setting expectations that's why that's why I love email automation so much is because you're able to easily and clearly set expectations um, yeah I, I like that that's important as an entrepreneur anyway right um, mm -hmm. boundaries and timelines and uh, you, you know I 
I, I could easily be answering emails and responding to people all night, all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, don't we all? We all know that. So I know you mentioned that you are using Gmail for your email and you're using Boomerang and you're using, you know, your Google Forms and, um, and that you had mentioned your Calendly link. Let's talk about any other tools that you're kind of using in this initial client onboarding process or even with active clients so that you can keep track of things in a nice, easy way. Yes. So we use uh, Dropbox as our engagement letter. Uh, That's how we send all of our engagement letters and our new client information. Mm -hmm. So uh, just going in as a process. So let's say somebody comes to our website, they set, they fill out the, is an accountant right for me quiz. Mm -hmm. I set up a call with them. Uh, they use the Calendly link. I, I talk to them. They've decided that they, they would like to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I'll send them an engagement letter via DocuSign. Okay. Uh, and then once that engagement letter comes back through DocuSign, I set them up with a Dropbox uh, file. So that, that's where uh, we'll share all of their documents. And then that way my team has access as well as the, the, that business owner's team can all have access to that Dropbox file. Um, the other big one would be yeah, QuickBooks, um, Dropbox. I think that's it. Dropbox is your fi- primary form of communication with your with your clients. That and email, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yes. Email. Yeah. So email is our biggest our biggest piece. So I always tell clients they always have access to myself and and whatever bookkeeper is, is assigned to their account that they always have access via email. They always have access to my Calendly link. They receive the financials and their key performance indicators uh, via email. And then they can also access it via Dropbox. Nice, nice. So, um, and you're finding Dropbox and DocuSign is a nice collaboration tool. Like those, is that a manual process that those get put into Dropbox? I'm guessing they are because that would make sense since you're setting up a new file uh, folder for this client. Yeah. All manual. Yep. And I, there's nothing wrong with manual. And in this case, there's no automation that really makes a whole lot of sense. It's not adding, it's not removing a huge level of complexity because, you know, if you had an automation set up to say, okay, when something is signed on DocuSign, create this folder and then put this folder, this file in there, that doesn't change the fact that you're still going to have to go into that folder and give the permissions to whoever else is on the team and to the assigned bookkeeper and stuff. So that's an automation that's not necessary. So you're totally, right. totally good in that in that regard. Check. <laughs> All right, good, good. Now, now when we do onboard a client, so I guess there is a few more pieces. We, we use Asana for project management. So uh, once a new client signs, I will let that bookkeeper know that we have a new client. I'll give them access in QuickBooks. I'll give them the Dropbox file. And then I'll go to Asana and I'll say, you know, here is uh, this client will receive monthly financial statements. And I'll, I'll, I have a few uh, key pieces that I, I give to that bookkeeper as their project. And it's a reoccurring project that, uh, that occurs in Asana. Okay, that's great that you have this automated, you know, again. And so having, do you have it as a template like that you you can just add this project on as a, you know, as a new client template and then assign it to someone? Or is that remembering every time, oh, I have to say, okay, go pull the records on this date. Oh, and create the reports on this date. Oh, and email. Is that, Which way is it? Is it automated? Is it manual? Is it? It's pretty automated other than that you could sign up for a few things. So especially with it being 
May right now, we still have clients who haven't filled their, filed their 2018 taxes. Right. So we, so if somebody signed up right now, they might have a few different options that they're signing up for. So they may sign up to have their 2018 financials done. Uh, maybe they did 18, but they still need 19 to be caught up. Uh-huh. So they might have a 2019 catch up. But some people are moving from either an existing bookkeeper or they've been doing it on their own. And so everything is already caught up and they just need to start monthly monthly services. So that's the one piece in Asana that is manual where I have to either add the catch up or take out the catch up. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it seems like it's working pretty well for you and your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I could see adding to the Asana would be when the DocuSign is, you know, when you send out the DocuSign to create the template for it, because at that point, you know, they're going to be a client, you know, but again, I mean, if you have to go in anyway, it's not a whole lot more work and we don't want to automate our systems to the nth degree if we're really not saving anything. So that's a really good thing to remember is that you don't have to automate everything just to make it more effective. I feel like for you, the biggest place that automation and um, removing some manual processes is on that front end, on the leads, the tracking of the leads, the email marketing, the integration in that side of things. And, you know, especially with this new product, being able to have it um, make sense so that you can continue to sell and continue to serve and continue to help other entrepreneurs have their businesses make more sense. I agree. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So generally speaking, when I'm doing a tech audit with a client, we'll have kind of touched on this facet of things. We may also touch on um, social media. We may also touch on some of their other backend systems, kind of like what we talked about a little bit with the Asana side of things and see if there's other backend systems and integrations that could happen. Um, But I think that for the purposes of the podcast and for the purposes of the listener right now, I feel like we've really highlighted how a tech audit kind of goes about. I'd love for you to answer or to ask me any questions that you might have about specific tools, about specific processes, about the way that I work with clients after we're done with a tech audit, and then we'll just kind of wrap things up. Yeah, absolutely. So explain to me the the process and the and the next steps of a of a tech audit right so i definitely think that you've you've hit it on the on the head you know yes there's a, some manual processes on onboarding a client but uh, I, I, I almost like those processes because it keeps me front of mind. It keeps me with the client. It helps mm-hmm. me remember each of those steps. Uh, it, it flags me to uh, bring the bookkeeper up to speed and, and help them understand. So I don't mind that process so much, but uh, you're right. When it comes to the, the front end piece, I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, not utilizing the numbers and the information that is sitting right in front of me. So yeah, tell me the next steps. Yeah, yeah. So generally speaking, what I'll do is I'll compile that uh, audit report for you and I'll send that off to you. And then one of the options is is you've got um, immediate midterm and long-term um, tasks that you may want to do as part of this audit. And I will provide a 
proposal for me to come on and do those immediate tasks. And in your case, it would be getting everything set up so that everything is going through active campaign, doing that whiteboarding or paper and pen to d define the customer flow or the lead flow through the automated system and when the touch points might be. And so kind of going through and not just doing the integration, but making sure that there is a strategy behind why it's being done. So that would be the first step, would be to, to say, okay, well, this is the lowest hanging fruit. Let, let me tackle it for you so that you can just keep doing what you're already doing and all of a sudden things are just going to work that much better for you. <laughs> right? Because magic. 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 It's, you know, it's one of those things. You don't have to try and put three days aside to be able to get the integration done. You just know it's going to be done within this time frame. And then from there, um, we'll work together on determining if it makes sense for me to keep working through that tech audit checklist so your midterm and long-term um, advantages and things like that and then we'll just we'll either work on we'll either work on a project basis saying okay we're going to tackle the midterm or we're going to work on a monthly basis where the task list can keep growing and keep shrinking and I'll just keep working through making sure that your tech is working for you so that your business is moving forward in the way that it needs to and your tech is there to support you that's really I mean just like you're like I want people to know that their numbers are accurate and complete it's the same thing for me I want you to just keep on working your your business so mm -hmm. that I can't and then and then I know that the tech is going to be able to support your business your goals I mean you've got this massive project of these planners coming out yeah and making sure that the tech is going to be in place so that when planner two comes out that people who weren't didn't need planner one because they were beyond it that you have the systems in place to say no you shouldn't be buying planner one you should be buying planner two or and then also the system set up so that when people have bought planner one and planner two becomes available that you give them the guidance and this and help them see that planner two is going to be helpful so I like to make sure that all the back-end systems work and flow and I don't work on the content. I just take the content and deliver it to them in the way that you want it to so that it just, again, spend more time in your zone of genius and let the tech support you. Okay. So I would write the actual emails yes. that would then be, then would you be able to help set them up an active campaign? Totally. Absolutely. Okay. So what, what that's exactly what I do is I say, okay, we've now come up with this strategy that when someone gets the seven day free um, guide for the for their planner, that very first opt-in, they get those seven free days, they're gonna get the email that has those. So that's what email number one. Two days later, we're gonna they're gonna get this email. So that's email number two. And so you and I will have a complete plan of what content you need to create. And then um, I'll be able to set up the automation and then put your content in place. I can also then, I mean, I will be able to help you understand the reports inside Active Campaign so that you understand, okay, this is the open rate on these emails. This is the click-through rate. This is where people are getting stuck. We had 40% open rate on email number two, and we had 8% open rate on email number three. Something between email two and email three lost them. 
was it was it your language did you forget to say hey another email is coming in a couple of days or these are your action items between now and the next email do we need to re- do you need to look at your content or did you put too many tasks in email too that they didn't get a chance to finish those so they they're like oh no I can't see I can't see this in my inbox right now because they're overwhelmed because of the previous email so I help you kind of see where the drop-offs are inside uh, your email opens as well okay great is there any software that you discourage people from using or that you prefer not to work with (laughs) um I have been very, very tool agnostic. I mean, I, I've, I've worked with so many tools. Um, I can't think of any one tool that I would say no to. I'm, now you're challenging me. Is there yeah. a tool that I would actually say no to? Hmm. Probably not. But if I find that a tool isn't taking us quite as far as we need it to. I know you, we kind of talked about the fact that you're on MailChimp and you're moving to active campaign. MailChimp could probably do everything we needed to. So I wouldn't tell you, you have to get off MailChimp and move to active campaign for me to work with you. I wouldn't say that to you. But if MailChimp didn't have the reporting that we wanted, we didn't have um, clicks, uh, click tracking, then those are reasons why I would suggest moving off of something is if it's not giving you everything that you need it to. Um, not that you're not using everything or that it's my preference. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh my goodness, Danielle. I have so, so enjoyed going deep in this tech audit with you on the podcast. And I know that everyone who's been listening is like, oh, this is so cool. So thank you so much for coming on and doing this audit with me. But before we go, um, please let people know where they are going to be able to connect with you and if they need a bookkeeper or things like that. And no, just because this is a tech audit, it doesn't mean you get away from my curveball question. So go ahead and share where people can connect with you and then we'll do a curveball. Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Facebook, uh, you know, Danielle Hayden. Uh, Kickstart Accounting is the, uh, it's Kickstart Accounting Inc. is our uh, Facebook profile. Uh, we're on Instagram as Kickstart Accounting. Our website is kickstartaccountinginc.com. Uh, you know, we're we're on on LinkedIn, Twitter. You know, we really try to to keep a presence uh, across the board. But uh, definitely check out the website. It links back to the Profit Planner. So if you're interested in checking out the planner, uh, you can definitely link to that website as well through uh, Kickstart Accounting's website. Nice, nice. I love it. And as I say, I'm not getting you away from this curveball question. So what I love to ask you, because the idea behind the curveball question is to just kind of help you expand your mind as to what might be. Um, When you think about technology and it supporting your business, is there a facet of the technology realm that's out there that you're like, oh, if only I had time to explore this and see how it can benefit my business, this is the one that I would be looking at. Oh, um, already existing or new? Uh, let's, let's, let's shoot for the moon. Either way. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I know that there's uh, a lot of software out there that, that can, can connect um, 
there's you know, so many different connections and so many different apps that can sync. Uh, but if, if I could find one thing, I think I mentioned to you where, you know, there's so many options right now. There's, there's so many places that you could, you can go for things. If I could find um, one, one resource that can really tie together everything for, um, you know, even bookkeeping firms, right? So uh, a place where they can automatically upkeep their project management and their engagement letters and access to QuickBooks and receipts. Uh, one place where they can, they can really keep everything because I have so many logins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't remember my passwords. It, uh, so there's just so many different softwares that you could use. So if there was um, one thing that I could make happen and, and explore would be tying them all together. So you have one single sign-on uh, as a client of mine to be able to get all of your information. I, I really like that. Yes, single sign-on so that there's full access so that you don't have to remember passwords from one place to the next to the next. Oh, that is such a great, great idea. I wish that I wish that it existed for all of us, for sure. Yeah. And Danielle, thank you again so, so much for coming on the Tech of Business podcast and taking the, doing this tech audit with me. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. This is fun. So there you have it, my very first on-air tech tool audit. Thank you again, Danielle, so much for doing this with me and showcasing the power of a tech audit for the tech of business audience. If you are interested in doing your own tech audit with me, go to techofbusiness.com forward slash audit. Or if you'd like to kind of do the little bit of pre-work, go to techofbusiness.com forward slash impact to download the impact workbook so that you can take a look at how tech is actually impacting your business. There is something so powerful in knowledge, and that's really what the Tech Audit and the Tech Impact Workbook are all about. I encourage you to take advantage of them and to look inward into your business to see what's missing, what could be doing better, where tech can help support your business that much more. And as always, I love to talk to podcast listeners. So jump on a call with me by going to callwithjamie.com. That's C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-J-A-I-M-E.com and book your complimentary 15-minute call to share with me what you like about the podcast, what you'd like to hear on the podcast, and whatever else is on your mind related to tech. I cannot wait to have that conversation with you. And with that, I'll connect with you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.